0: Middle of a collection of talks entitled Advent. And I, I am really loving this Advent uh, season. And, uh, I, you know, as a pastor, I preached, you know, uh, most Sundays and, you know, I preach Christmas and I've been doing this for many, many years, over two decades. Uh, but this year is just different. It hits different for me this year. And because Advent is more, uh, how Advent helps us to remember that the Christmas season isn't about gifts and delicious cookies and Santa. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's what it's about. And, and, and even week one of this collection, we realize that Advent is about the arrival and coming of Jesus. And so when he came as a as a uh, he came as a baby, born of the Virgin, and, and was on this earth, and we could read about it in the gospels, but it's also about the arrival and second coming of Jesus. He's coming back, he's gonna come and get us. And deliver us, and and He's going to do some amazing things in this world. He's going to give us new heavens, new earth, and it's going to be amazing. That's why uh, we should live every year like Jesus is coming back on December 25th. It just changes our perspective. It changes things for us. And so we've been sitting in Isaiah... Chapter 9, and this is what Isaiah chapter 9 says. It says, for, and, and this is it's funny, kind of like the old, the old school comes out of me. Because I just, for the life of me, I can't read, for to us a child is born. Uh, the church kid in me says, unto us a child is born. Uh, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. Wasn't that good last week? Uh, I talked politics last week. You were I don't know if you missed it, but it was wonderful. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Miraculous Advisor, uh, Mighty God, who's your Almighty? I hope we had a perspective change this week to say, man, this was my Almighty, and I need to give that up because He needs to be the Almighty in my life, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. So let's pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your Word. God, I thank you that all throughout your Word, the Father, I thank you. Your Word is revelation for us today. The Holy Spirit, I pray for this Christmas season. The Father, I pray whatever is attached to this, whatever emotion or thought or memory, the Father, I pray redeem the Christmas season for many of us. Father, I pray, uh, whether there's PTSD, whether there's an event that took place, whatever has, has uh, uh, decreased our emotion on Christmas season, Father, I pray through the power of your spirit, we begin to see past all the different holiday things. We begin to see you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name, and the bears are out. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Chicago Bears. Sorry. So today, we're going to jump into the next uh, uh, name of God. And so today, I'm going to talk about the Everlasting Father. The Everlasting Father. And, and I, love, I love the Everlasting Father because uh, it, 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 it can get a little confusing, right? It is, uh, for unto us a child is born. And how many know John 3, 16? For, for God, for God so loved the world, he gave his son. Like, go ahead, son. You know, like, like you go do it, boy. And, and, and we see it even with Abraham and Isaac, and, and it can get a little confusing. But I want to clarify something. Sometimes we can see the Christmas story as God the Father and Jesus the baby. We see it as God the Father and Jesus the baby. The God the Father sent an angel, told Mary, You're going, to, you know, you're blessed and highly favored, you're going to be pregnant with, with Jesus the baby. But if, we, if you were here in August for our Holy Spirit series, we could realize the Trinity is three in one. Right. So if it's, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, so it's three, but it's also in one. So get a little confused, and the Trinity is, can be a difficult topic, and it's like, what is Is it like an egg, you know, is it the shell, and then it's the, the, the yellow stuff and the white stuff, you know, like, what, what is that? And I want to take it a step further, so make sure you watch the Holy Spirit series in August on our YouTube channel, it's called the Holy Spirit, right? But I want you to read this in uh, 1 Timothy, and uh, Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, for there is one God, that's the Trinity, it's one God, God, the Father, God, the Son, the Holy Spirit. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I want you to see this. Who gave himself as a ransom? Unto us a child is born, so a child can die for us as a ransom. Which is the testimony given at the proper time. Now, I love this portion because, yes, God loved the world. Sent his one and only son to be the mediator for us, to die, to ransom, uh, to pay the price for our sins. That's why we celebrate Christmas, right? Amen? Or rather, really, it's Easter almost, right? But I love this commentary. This commentary says this It was the Father who sent the Son, but it, all, it was also the Father who was in the Son. So the Father sent the Son, but it's also God the Father who was in the Son, the Trinity. Then when we think of Jesus as a mediator, don't think of God being angry with Jesus calming him down. And I love that cuz sometimes I grew up in a, in, in with the with the idea that God was always mad at me. That he was always out to get me, that he was waiting for me to make a mistake. But then God is so good he sent his one and only son Jesus to be the mediator to be the mediator. And I can picture Jesus in heaven going, no, no, God, don't don't kill him. Okay, don't don't just make him deaf. You know, like, 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 don't. And that's wrong. That's incorrect. But I love this. No, it is God Himself who was in Christ Jesus, and it's the mystery of the Trinity. It is the mystery of the Trinity. And we see this in John 14. In John 14, Jesus, Thomas said to to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And this is the name, this is the scripture that we base the name of our church on. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. I'm the avenue, right? I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And they're going, what are you talking about? Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so this is, I love this next commentary. It says Jesus further identified his special and unique relationship with God the Father. It was so close, and it was intimate. He had a relationship with with God the Father while he was on this earth, but also it was God who was in him. And that is why Jesus spoke with such authority, and why he has absolute power over nature, over demons, over sickness, And over death. The Father and the Son have an exclusive relationship that humanity at large cannot fathom. We cannot understand it. It's the mystery of the Trinity. It's the mystery of the Trinity. His mission was to reveal God the Father to people. So Christmas is way more than just God the Father and Jesus the baby. Christmas is about Jesus. God was in Jesus. It's the mystery of the Trinity. But I want you to look at this word right here. It's authority. Yeah. It's authority. It's authority. You know, last week we were talking about the almighty God. And I want you to know that the, 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 the mighty God shows us he's powerful. He's an almighty God. I really prayed at this message last week. You walked out of here and said, wow, my God, he really is powerful. That's right. Wow, my God really is amazing. Wow, my God really is mighty. But I also hope you walk out of here today knowing but the Heavenly Father reveals his position of authority. His position of authority. You know, this week, I had the, the blessing and the favor of being a juror for seven days. It was amazing. It was awesome sitting there, not talking. It was amazing having, having recess breaks and, and going downtown. It was incredible. But it, what I found it interesting was two lawyers were going at it. But there was a judge that was on the, uh, wherever the judge sits, right? And there was a judge who was sometimes paying attention, you know. There was a judge who was there to, to mediate. There was a judge who would say, sustain or overruled. Or you may continue to say, even this week he said, you need to move on from that subject. There was a judge who was up there and he had all authority but it wasn't because it was judged so-and-so. He had authority because of his position. I want you to look at God and, go, and I want you to think, oh, because God has authority because he's mighty. No, God is mighty because he has authority. Big difference. And so Jesus came to this earth as a relationship with the Father. The bench, thank you. As a relationship with the Father. And I want you to know that he came with all authority. He didn't look at demons to go, please come out of that man. Right. He didn't look at someone who's sick and say, sickness, please come out of him. He had authority. He had authority. Well, that's the Son of God. That's Jesus Christ. I want you to see Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God, the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ, in Him. His authority and His might and it says this, every spiritual blessing. And i got to get our church past this. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Why? Because he chose us before the foundations of this planet. He chose us before he even put us here and said, I'm going to put every blessing inside of them. Then we will be holy and blameless before him. I feel like somebody in this room is waiting for permission to be holy. You're waiting for permission to be broken from your addictions. You're waiting for permission to be set free and be saved in Jesus' name. And this is your permission slip right here. This is your permission slip right here. Why? Because in love, he predestined us for adoption. My goodness. Don't look at my earthly father. I'm adopted. I'm adopted to himself as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus. Jesus. According to the purpose of his will. According to the purpose of his will. I believe I'm going to put up a slide next. and It's going to change someone's life. I believe this is a slide that you need to, these are words on a slide that, that you need to write down and you need to own it. You need to have, this is your permission slip today. And this is the slide that says we have authority because we're adopted not because of who you are, not with what you've done, it's because you were adopted. I realized years ago that I have a son, Levi, and, and he's my blood son, and, 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 and that's my son, and I can actually disown my son. I can say, bye. I can say, legally, Levi's on camera today. Legally, I can say, bye, Felicia, son. All oh, you grown. See you later. And I can give him up, legally. Legally, makes it so much better, huh? Legally. But did you know legally, if I adopt someone else's child and they become my son, legally, I can never disown them. Wow. Legally, I can't just give them up. Why? Because we're adopted. We're adopted. We're adopted. You are, you are adopted with God's authority. We're adopted with authority. You know, uh, what was it, about a year, year and a half ago? Um, team and I, we, we all went to Saint, uh, Salt Lake City, and uh, went to a conference there, and it was a great conference, uh, learned a lot as a team, and uh, at that conference, um, you know, we, it was kind of like a, you know, a lot of different churches were there in Salt Lake, and at a, at a friend of ours church, and during one of the breaks, they, we, they took a break, let's take a 20 minute break, and and so everybody was kind of mingling and talking. And, and I still, I look back in hindsight and go, why am I this way? I saw a, a couple at a table uh, sitting by themselves. Nobody was talking to them uh he had kind of a little goatee beard uh you know flannel shirt on she was uh they, they they both looked nice normal but nice you know and and I walked up to them and I was like hi how are you I'm Jeremy how are you and I literally kneeled at their desk and I was like what's your guys's name and they kind of just told us uh, told me their first name and and I was like do you guys go to this church are you from a different church and they said oh we go we go to this church and I go great where you live and, I, and I'm like why am I asking all these questions you know why because they weren't talking you know and so I was like where do you live? Oh, we live in Park City, actually. I go, oh, that's beautiful. I did a beautiful wedding there for uh, some church members at, at, in Vegas and in Park City, Utah. And, and so what are you for a living? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm a, I, 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 I actually work in St. Louis. I was like, you work in St. Louis? This is Salt Lake, son, you know? like, So do you fly there? Well, I fly there w- w- once once a month. We're remote. I said, that's great. What do you do at your place? I'm a CEO. You're a whoa, you're a CEO? That's fantastic. I love that. And he was just like, not, just not, not, re- just not, you know, like, can you talk? You know, like, how are you? Fine. And then that person goes home and goes, no one talk to me. Wow, You know. And so I said, you're CEO? I said, where are you CEO at? And he said, uh, I should have a picture, huh? He said, Joyce Myers Ministries. <laughs> Joyce Meyer. Ministries. Ministry. Now, Joyce Meyer is a popular evangelist. I'll have a picture for next service. Popular evangelist. She's a woman of God. She's powerful. She's on all the TV stations and all these social medias. And, uh, you know, she she helped Christine Kane out and, you know, things like that. And and I was like, whoa, Joyce Meyer. I go, I love Joyce Meyer battlefield in the mind book. I'm naming it out. I said, I love, she's great. So great. You work there. I said, by the way, I got a joke. Uh, That's where I should have stopped. I don't know where the Holy Spirit was at that time, but I think I got a joke. I said, my wife travels and speaks a lot and and churches bring her out and I I like to go with her and it's fine because I'm like Dave Meyer. Joyce Meyer's husband, you know, like, I get to go in the green room and eat the donuts and, and you know, just kind of hang out, be in the front row and go, go, baby, go. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, yeah. And most people laugh. Most people laugh. Most people go, I get it. That's hilarious. This guy looks at me, straight straight face, no smile, and he goes, that's my dad. You guys get it? Yeah. I go, Joyce is your mom? He's like, that's my mom. I said, I'm gonna go light myself on fire now, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, I know your dad does stuff, and I know you know, like, like I know he's got like. Blah, blah, blah. It was a two-day conference. He wasn't there the next day. So if you're watching online today, I love you. <laughs> now, now I don't tell you that illustration to show you how transparent and humble I am. <laughs> but I love the phrase that he said that I f- think it fits right here. He said, that's my dad. Yeah. That's, my dad. Yeah. that's my dad. That's my dad. That's my authority. That's, that's my father. That's my dad. I think we need to walk around a little bit more instead of victims. Right. Instead of saying, oh my goodness, it's just another, just another thing. It's just another day. I think sometimes as Christians, we need, to, we need to walk with humility, but we need to walk with authority. Yeah. We need to walk with humility. We need to say, "I will. I'm here to serve, and and I'll stack chairs, and I'll come set up, and I'll come tear down, and and I'll do. I'll greet at the door, and and I'll just show up, and I'll be here, and I'll be ready, and, and I'll pray with you." And and when I when I went to jury duty, man, I was like, "Who can I minister to? I don't want to be here, but God sent me here, so it's for a reason." And I have a story about that later. And, and there's just what can I do? We need to we need to walk in humility. But I think sometimes as Christians, we need to kind of stick our chest. And say I have some authority, of authority over sickness and disease and over the demonic depression, and I have authority because of I'm I'm adopted, I'm adopted, and I love this in the Old Testament. Never really connected the dots before, but the Old Testament. How many know the story of Moses? Let my people go. Ten Commandments, crossing over the over the water, dry land, and the, you know, we have cartoon versions of this. We have the weird Christian Bale version of this. We have the Charleston Heston version, which is the best one. But here's Moses, and he kills an Egyptian, and he flipped from God, and so he's in the wilderness, and all of a sudden there's a brooding bush, and, he, and and Moses, got, you know, God got his attention. If Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Who am I that that, that like you re- always re- really saying, I don't have any authority. So who am I to go to Pharaoh and bring children of Israel out of Egypt? My goodness, friends, who am I? I'm just a pastor in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nobody knows me. I'm not special. I'm not a celebrity. I don't have clout. I'm just, I'm just Pastor Jeremy. It's just Pastor Lindsey. It's just, it's just Avenue Church. We're just six years old. Uh, we're, we're just portable. You know, we're just here. And this is what God said. I'm going to be with you. Yes. Yes. That's his answer. Who am I They're like God's like, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're adopted. You have authority, but I'm I'm with you. And this shall be assigned you that I have sent you. It you would know God saying, "I'm with you." That's good enough. Yeah. I'm with you. That's good enough. Yeah. And Moses said to God, "If you if I come to the people of Israel and I say to them like the good stuff, right? The God of your father has sent me to you." <laughs> you know, I love this. The God like Jesus sent me, God sent me. And they asked, "What is his name?" What do, what, do I, what do I say to them? And this is what God said to him. God said to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. And he said to this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. I am the I am. I've heard this preached so many different ways. Like, 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 what, like what's your name? I am blank. Right, I am your redeemer. I am your healer. I am your Jehovah. I am Yeshua. I am fill in the blank. I am. I am the I am. I was in the beginning, and I'm here, and I'm going to be there later. I am the I am. Yes. I am. I am with you, and and and, and, and you're adopted. You you have authority because I am the I am is with you. Yes. There you this is the mystery of the Trinity, right? But then he continues on to say this: "I am sent me to you." But God also said to Moses, "But also say this." I want you to say this: "I love God, the Lord your God of, the, of, of your fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, and these are all powerful men in the Bible. God has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my name forever. Thus I'm to be remembered throughout all generations." Come on. You know what this means? He's not only a baby in a manger; he's a forever Savior. He's not only a baby in a manger, but he's our forever Savior. Yes. He's your everlasting Father. Right. His authority doesn't run out. The adoption doesn't expire. He's your forever Savior. Good. Isaiah chapter 7. So we've been sitting out in Isaiah 9. Isaiah chapter 7, Isaiah says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Just like Moses, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And, and be, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And should call his name Emmanuel. Yeah. So God says, I am the I am forever. So you'll forever remember who I am. I am I a am wonderful counselor, Almighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I am the I am. Yeah. But then Isaiah said his, his name will also be Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Now we know Emmanuel means God's with us. Yeah. If you grew up in church, if you ever heard any Christmas message, God is with us. But there's a deeper, there's a deeper definition. There's, a, there's more to the definition of just God's with us. Yeah. Emmanuel means to declare and trust that God is always with us. It is more than just God's with me. No, no. It's to declare and to trust. Yeah. That God is with us. So the perspective changes. Not only is he my heavenly father, but he's my everlasting father. Not only is he a baby in a manger, but he is, my, he is my forever father, my forever savior. So I declare and trust God is always with us. And so when you combine authority and adoption with Emmanuel, this is what you get. You get a powerful Christ follower. And so Jesus, he shows up born of a virgin, grew up carpenter. Some believe that, you know, most say it was wood, you know, wood carpentry. Some mean, uh, you know, uh, masonry, like, like uh, stones and things like that. And, and, but then Jesus goes into his ministry and, 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 and I love this in John chapter four, he goes to a woman at the well. If you ever know the story of woman at the well, if you don't just go to John chapter four and read this. And the woman said to him, I know a Messiah is coming. He's going to show up at some point. He's, he's at some point. It's kind of like us today. Like, I know Jesus is coming back someday. Someday, you know. When I was a kid, um, my parents told me, Jesus is coming back very soon. I was like, well, I need to get married. <laughs> I, I need to move out. I need education. Now that I'm 40, I'm like, Jesus, come back. And Levi's like, I got married. <laughs> but when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, and I want you to catch this now that we have some information. He said, I who speak to you, am he. I am he. The mystery of the Trinity. I am the I am. I am he. In Acts chapter 9, there was a man named Saul and Saul was breathing out murderous threats, and he was killing Christians. He, he oversaw the, the murder of Stephen, uh, one of the uh, disciples. And, and as he's on his way to the road to Damascus to go kill another Christian, he had, he had court orders, he had authority. And so he went on his way, approached Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? I love that. Who are you, Almighty? This is bigger than anything I've ever encountered. And he said, I am Jesus. I am the I am. I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. But rise and enter your city, and you'll be told what you are to do. I love this portion right here because this doesn't show you like a graceful Savior. This shows you an everlasting Father. This shows you someone that said, what's wrong with you, boy? He said, who are you? And he goes, why are you persecuting me? Why are you taking the world's authority and doing bad with it? Instead, I'm going to give you my authority and you are now adopted. And so, Saul became Paul and wrote most of the New Testament. There's so many... You know what? Saul's are welcome in this this church. Because someday Saul's are going to become Paul's. And I, I... and right here, at TV, I have all authority for you to stay on, in Jesus' name. You feel that? You feel that? Amen. But also, not only is He a forever Father, and I hope we can take that in the context that He's Almighty. He's an Almighty Father. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's our Savior. But I also love John chapter um, five, six. When evening came, disciples were down in the sea, got into a boat, started across the sea in in Capernaum, and it was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. And I prophesied this week, this is I feel like this month more than any other month in 2022, is that you've been through some storms, and the storms are keeping you from coming here, and the storms are keeping you from getting into your word, and, and the storms have been great and mighty in your life. They were afraid, they were terrified. And it says, then they saw Jesus walking on the sea, coming near the boat, and they were frightened. They were scared. And the next verse says, But Jesus said to them, It is I. It is I. Don't be afraid. So they put him into the boat and they were glad. Immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. You know, if you read the Bible, there's two or three instances of teleportation. Where Jesus got in the boat on land. Because my God is mighty. And he's given us authority. He's given us adoption. Because He's not only a baby to manger, he's our forever savior. Amen. Yeah. Not only a baby to manger. We're going to step away from this because I'm scared of the TV now. But I'm going to call up my friend Daniel. Daniel, come on up here real quick. And uh, will you guys give it up for Daniel uh, this morning? Come on up here any way you can. we got steps. we got, we got foliage. You guys like the foliage today? Yeah. And so come on over here, Daniel. And uh, uh, this is my friend Daniel. We called Daniel. This Daniel, and uh, we work out together. <laughs> I don't know why they're laughing. Okay, we don't work out together. <laughs> but Daniel's actually, uh, he was in my rooted group uh, this last semester, and uh, we had a good time, had a blast. And uh, But Daniel's going to help me out with the illustration, and uh, I like your jacket, Daniel. It's looking very nice. You know, there we go. And so, uh, I want your hair, but what? <laughs> Uh, but Daniel's gonna help me with the illustration. So let's just say Daniel um, came to church, came to Avenue, and uh, and he's he he wants to talk to me. He wants to talk to his pastor, and uh, and and so you, you come to me, and maybe I'm like, well, hold on just for a second, uh, but you're gonna continue to call my name. And what do you call me? What do I go by? Who am I? Who am I? Pastor Jeremy. pastor Jeremy. All right, Pastor Jeremy. And uh, and so he, he came to church, and maybe he's in a maybe he's in a storm. You know, because sometimes we can judge somebody on the outside, but we have no idea what's going on on the inside. And so maybe he's afraid, or maybe he wants some advice. Maybe he's going to make some big decisions in his life, or, or wherever he is at, he wants to talk to Pastor Jeremy. But maybe I'll say, okay, yeah, 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 you know, in just a minute, and, uh, and, and maybe he'll just maybe, maybe ask for me, call for me. Right? I'll be like, hey, how are you? How are you doing today? You doing good? DJ. Yeah. Oh, hey, hold on, man. And uh, you doing good today? Hey, you look DJ. nice. All right. You taking notes? Look at these notes over here. All right. How are you how are doing, doing today? So what's going DJ. on? Hey, what's hey, up? Oh, hold on. Just, just a second, man. I'm busy. And uh, what if I'm over here? It goes, so good to see you, actually. Yeah, what's hey, up? And so, you know, it's it's good. Hey, um you know, I I don't even know if 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 he went to small group this this year. So I'm not gonna t- go to, the, to Daniel right away. And I'm gonna take my time, and, and uh, I don't even know if he did. He go to uh, connect one day, or I don't know if he even did. He even go anywhere? Like, did, is he? I mean, is he even involved? I mean, is there? Uh, yeah, I just. Oh, hey, man, what's up? I want to use this illustration because sometimes we come to God, and sometimes we just think God's just around, but we forget that he's not just around, but he is with us. Emmanuel. And I want to paint that picture because so many times I think we're like Daniel, and we're just saying, God, I need you. God, I I want you. God, I, I need help but he's just this celestial father who's, who's out there too busy uh, doing too many things that we forget that he's actually right with us the entire time. Amen. You like that? That's good. All right, give it up for Daniel, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And sometimes I need you to see it because the everlasting father isn't just around. He's with us. Amen. He is with us. He's not in the back of the room, just kind of around, going, I know what you did last night. Or, man, I, I know uh, I'm looking at your, your resume. I know all the things. He's not like that. He is a forever savior. Amen. So, here's your Advent challenge for this week. If you're taking notes, you can take a picture of the screen. And your Advent challenge for this week, I challenge you to read the book of Luke. Yes. So, first week was read Matthew, second week was read Mark. Uh, this week, read the book of Luke. How many have been doing your Advent Challenge? Advent Challenge online, let me know too as well. Type it in. They're going to put it up on the screen. But an Advent Challenge, read the book of Luke. Mark was nice, huh? Mark was nice and sweet and short, you know. And the Mark was all about miracles and, and but I want you to read the book of Luke. Now I want you to pray for eight minutes a day. Eight minutes. We went from two to four to eight. Pray eight minutes a day. Just Just talk to him. Just, you know, pray scripture to him. Just to say, Lord, I'm here. Just say, Lord, I learned this week that you're my, you're my forever Savior. You're my everlasting Father. You're with me. So, Lord, where, where are you? Speak to me. I'll sit this in there. I want you to ask about legacy giving. I want you to ask about legacy giving. I'm asking you to give. I'm asking you to ask God. Emmanuel is to trust that God is with us. To step into that authority. To step into, our, to, the, into you know, the, the adoption. That we are spiritual heirs of Christ. But I just want to take it even a step further. That I have a son, Levi. And as his father, I'm not, there, there are moments for him to, to learn if he's stubborn. And there's moments for him to fail so that I'm there to help him. I'm not there to shame him. I'm not there to point my finger at him. I'm not there to say, I told you so. You shoulda, woulda, coulda. But I am there as his dad to make sure he succeeds. He's there to succeed. Our Heavenly Father is the same way. He wants, to, he wants to set us up for success. He doesn't want us to live paycheck to paycheck. He wants to live us, he wants us to live blessed and generous. But I want you to listen and journal for eight minutes. Write it down. Write it down in your journal. And I hope this is working for you. Write down what you think God is, is, is doing. Because no one's going to read your journal, so there's no wrong answers. So I want you to read it. I want you to write it down. And then I want you to meet with a godly mentor. And we're going to continue to talk about this. But as you meet with the, you, you prayed about it. You pursued it. Whether they say yes or no. Somebody's got to say yes, right? But, you get, but then you've got to meet them. You've got to pursue them. The passion of the protégé is determined by your pursuit of your mentor. And so you got you to gotta come to them with questions with a notebook, say, you know. And, and a great mentor is someone that you want to be like. Someone who has been there and done that. They have emotional maturity and spiritual maturity. That's a mentor. I have two in my life. And so this is the Advent Challenge for this week. Because he's more than just a baby in a manger. He's our forever Savior. And I love the story of, in the Gospels, Jesus in Luke tells, tells the story of the lost coin and then, you know, some day I lost sheep. But then the disciples were asking him some more questions and, and he says, okay, okay, listen, there was a man, there was a father, there was a father. You understand what happens when you study your word? You, you, you gain insight of one area and then it, it connects the dots in other areas. And so he said there, there was a father who had two sons. The younger son said to dad, dad, father, give me the share of my property that's coming to me. Give me my blessings now. Not, you'll, you'll, you know when you die, in the inheritance, I want that now. And so he took it. The older son stayed home. The younger son, Jesus tells a story, he went into the city and he plundered his wealth. He Even the Bible says he had prostitutes and he was gambling and, and other people were coming to him and all these different things. Not too many details of his story, but he plundered all his money and, and he ran out of money, but filled with maybe some shame and maybe some pride. He said, I'm just going to go find some work. And, and what's interesting too As and this is too much information, right? What's interesting was he was he was Jewish and, and so he was in another country that had pigs and Jews didn't associate with pigs, so that means he traveled a far distance to get away from dad. He left he went he he didn't leave the state, he left the country. And so he went to work for somebody who said, I want you to feed my pigs, and, and he was feeding the pigs, but and there's a portion of the story where he was so hungry, he was he was gonna try to eat what the pigs were eating. And then it says this in the Bible, that he came to his senses. He came to himself. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have more, more than enough bread? My dad's servants. They, ha- they have plenty to eat. Man, but I perish here with hunger. He said, I will arise. I will go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm no longer worthy to be adopted. I'm no longer worthy... To have your authority, I messed up, I screwed up. And he said, Treat me as one of your higher servants. Treat me as one of your servants. High- so, this is what he was rehearsing in his mind. So, he gets up, and Jesus tells the story that while he was still a long ways off, the Father, he arose and came to his Father, but while he was still a long ways off, his Father saw him. And this was against culture. Culture was the dad would shut his door in the house, be in the house and say, that son, I'm telling you what. And this was against their culture. Jesus was saying the father was on the doorstep waiting every single day, waiting to see his son come back home. And he saw him. He felt compassion. He ran. Men and fathers in the Bible didn't run. And he embraced him. He kissed him. And the son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son or your daughter. I'm no longer to be called your son. But then the father, and he said, quickly, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, and bring the fattest calf. We're about to have a party up in here. Because the Bible says that when one return, all of heaven rejoices. Now many of us, maybe we know this story if you grew up in church, or maybe you've heard me say this story time and time again. But I want you to know that the everlasting Father. The mystery of the Trinity is that it wasn't God sending His Son, it was God who was in His Son. And so here's Jesus and He's telling the story about a father who had a son, a father who had someone that was an heir, someone He adopted and said, I want you to be my son again. I want you to be adopted again. I want you to have authority again. And I want you to know that He brought a robe put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, and he said, bring the fatted calf. There is significance to the story because Jesus is telling it. Yeah. And what Jesus said was, I, I've realized this before, but I studied it out this week. When he grabbed the robe, in their culture and their time, that robe meant he was a guest of honor. The robe said, anytime someone of importance or royalty comes to my house, I'm going to put a robe on them. And so the son's saying, like, I, I'm not even worthy to be your son. He said, I'm going to give you the place of honor. Wow. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to tell you I told you so. Wow. I'm going to give you honor. Yeah. Then he gave him a ring, and the ring represents his authority as his son. Yeah. Just like marriage, when I wear this ring, this is my authority that I belong to Lindsay. That, that she's got authority over me now. That, that we are together, that nothing... Can set us apart. Why? Because Jesus said, You belong to me, you're you're an heir, you're adopted. I'm your forever father. Then he gave him sandals because servants didn't wear sandals, they were barefoot. And he gave him sandals, and sandals represent position. And we're gonna talk about the shoes of peace next week for the prince of peace. Shows his position. And then the feast, the fatted calf, shows celebration that there is a God in heaven who loves you so much that not only does he want to save you, not only does he want to redeem you, he wants to adopt you, he wants to give you authority, he wants to call you sons and daughters, Man, there's something that's powerful going to happen in our church, in our city, in our workplaces. There's something powerful that takes place when we begin to realize our authority or our position. He's not just a baby in a manger. He's our forever Savior. So will you stand with me, please? I'm going to pray with you today. And I want you to, man, I, I wish we could just have our chest sticking out and go, I am a child of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm a man of God. And God has given me authority. Whatever, have I have my eye closed, this is my prayer today. Whether you feel like you're the prodigal son, where you took off and you said, God, forget it. I, I, I am hurt. I want this. I, I'm deserving. I, all these things. And maybe, maybe you tried to do life on your own. Maybe you try to find success on your own, and maybe you've been failing, and maybe, maybe now you just feel like you're stuck, you're addicted, you, you just you feel stuck, and you want to return to him, but there's so much shame. The Bible says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Maybe you feel like you're the older brother saying, I've been faithful i didn't do nothing wrong but what he did wrong was he didn't have love for his brother but he also didn't use his authority but my prayer today none of those things will happen until you realize that he is your heavenly father he is your heavenly father he is nothing like our earthly father he's nothing like our earthly definition of a dad He's your forever Savior. He is the I am, the I am. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to have a revelation of that. The revelation comes when we give God time. When we give him space in our services. When we begin to worship together, when we begin to sing together. But if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, want to give I want to give my life to Jesus man I want to activate my adoption today man pastor I want to have God's authority that like pastor I want to go to heaven but I want heaven to come to my earth as well if that's you every head out of eye closed just raise a hand just put it up put it right back down just so I know I'm praying for I'm not going to embarrass you I'm not going to single you out but if that's you just put it up put it right back down yep yep anyone else I want us to sing a prayer together. To say a prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, they thank you for adopting me. They thank you for dying on the cross for me. That I repent of my sins. I say be Lord of my life. That be my forever savior. Be my everlasting Father. Say, the best way I know how, I'm gonna live for you. Because I have authority, because I'm adopted. Because I am saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Come on, guys, we give God a clap today. We give Him a praise today. We raise two hands today. We just worship Him for just a second.